0: If you've been in sales for any given any, any period of time, I mean, you know that at the end of the day, you and you alone control whether
1: you make your number or not, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I think you have to own that. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Matt is president and founder of Heinz Marketing with 20 years of marketing and sales experience. He's an author of several books such as Successful Social Selling and Sales for Startups. And he's also an award-winning blogger and a recognized speaker. Matt has helped organizations like Amazon and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation establish successful sales and marketing strategies to help fuel their growth. Um, he's also among the top fifty most influential people in sales lead management and the top fifty sales and marketing influencers. Um, Matt, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? Not bad. Not bad at all. So uh, today we're going to talk about the uh, the one of the areas that you're considered to be an expert in: um, social media and how field salespeople, outside salespeople, can. Can best use social media in their sales processes. Yeah. So, uh, well, I guess we'll start there. How, <laughs> how can how can outside salespeople best use social media in their sales processes? I, I guess at a, at a high level.
0: Yeah, I think I think social channels have become a a powerful tool in the arsenal for field sales. Uh, let's you know the elephant in the room. Let's get it out of the way out front. I, I don't think social selling or social media replaces things that have previously worked and continue to work. Uh, I don't, I I have yet to see a prospect buy from social media. So the idea that we call it social selling, uh, maybe a misnomer, uh, maybe social (laughs) marketing, social nurturing, social relationship building. Yeah. Um, You know, I think the the social channels give us an opportunity to communicate in a more uh, a more casual, a more conversational, and a more frequent way with our prospects, both those that are engaged in our pipeline and those that aren't yet. Uh, it's a, it's it's one of the best listening tools ever invented in terms of listening to the chatter from your prospects, uh, from people in their organization, from the organizations themselves to find buying signals and trigger events. Um, I, just because you see something happen on social doesn't mean you need to respond in social. Like one of my best tactics as a, as a, as a sales guy doing sales for my own company is if I see something on social, I pick up the phone and talk to someone about it, or I'll send an email or, or, or reference the next time I have a meeting with them. So I think as a, as a communication channel and as a listening channel, social media has been, has been groundbreaking. It's been life changing for field sales reps that are, that have been able to uh, adopt that and integrate it into their regular prospecting processes.
1: Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense to me. Um, the I guess, could you talk a little bit about how uh, how a field sales rep do you think should should go about um, leveraging social media to to get some of that nurturing that you're talking about? Yeah. Well, I mean, by definition, you know, feel, if you're
0: in the field, you know, you've got a territory, you've got an area that you're, you're working, you know, a group of prospects that you're probably proactively watching. Uh, even if you've never had a conversation with a company, with someone at company X, um, you can identify who the key decision makers are, who the influences are, who are the people that are most likely to have a need that you can, that you can engage with. You can immediately start following them on social. You can immediately start watching what they're saying on LinkedIn and Twitter. You can immediately start following the company's social handles uh, to see what the company's talking about. So not only are you looking for buying signals and trigger events that indicate the company has a need, you're also learning what the company cares about. Um, Like, you know, today, so, you know, as, as we record this today, tonight is the college football national championship game in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I've had some amazing success engaging with prospects today who are either Georgia or Alabama alums who are very excited (laughs) about tonight's game. So, you know, whether they're diehard football fans or not, you know, if you went to one of those schools, it's kind of a big deal. You're in the championship game. And so someone is going to respond to someone saying, good luck tonight, roll tide, right? I mean, and it's not about having a conversation about the tech sale or the IT sale you're trying to get, you know, by the end of the quarter, but it's about relationship building. It's about rapport building. Uh, I think all that other information we get, insights we get about who our customers are and what they care about, helps you build credibility and trust and preference. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to consider. I think too, too often we're looking for the silver bullet that's going to help us get the deal or get the deal converted. And what most sales reps know, and especially if you're in a field. You know, you, you're, you're playing the long game, like you've been given a territory where you're supposed to build a long-term relationship with customers. You know that every moment in time, every touch point, is an opportunity to create a, a competitive divide between you and your competitors. So that when that prospect is ready to buy, they're coming to you. Uh, my dad was in field sales for 35 years. He sold Caterpillar tractor equipment mm-hmm. and he recognized that the little things made a difference. Yeah, Uh, someone's, you know, it's not every day you're going to walk into someone's office and they're ready to buy a backhoe. But when they are, who are they going to call? You know, are they going to call the best vendor in the market? Hopefully, are they going to call someone that they enjoy? Are they going to call someone they think listens to them? Are they going to call someone that has taken the time to build a relationship? Yes. And so social media gives you a chance to increase the frequency with which you engage with people in that conversational relationship building way. It also gives you so many clues as to how and what to say in those conversations to increase trust and credibility with that prospect.
1: Yeah, that, that makes a tremendous amount of sense to me. Um, so it, for, for you, is it mostly about learning about, right? Is social, do you think the key thing is learning about prospects that you don't know anything about, or do you think it's more about nurturing and communicating with people that you're already with, or is it both? It's definitely both, but I I usually start with social as a listening channel because
0: I think too, and I do that on purpose in part because I think a lot of people see social media as just another microphone just to shout a bunch of stuff at their prospect, right? Mm -hmm. And it is a powerful, proactive, outbound communication channel. But I think first and foremost, you use social as a means of listening. You're listening to what your customers say. You're listening to what your prospects are prioritizing. You're listening to what's going on in their environment. You're looking for opportunities to engage. You're looking for insights that can color and customize the outreach that you're making to try to get that prospect's attention. So I think first and foremost, it's a listening channel, but it's also... A, a phenomenal engagement tool, right? I mean, mm-hmm. most prospects—if you—if—if if they post something on social and you click the like button or you click the favorite button, they're going to see that you did that. It took you a half second, and yet that's another touch point on the path to building trust and familiarity. So engaging proactively your prospect doesn't have to be writing them a letter back or like, you know, and you know, every time you see something saying, Hey, when are you ready to buy mm-hmm. the, the process of relationship building can happen just by them seeing that you're paying attention to them, that you're taking, you're taking advantage of the little moments to, to, to show that you are, that you're, that you prioritize them before they're ready to buy. That makes a difference. That gets noticed. Yeah. So, and I think sometimes social media is kind of like driving by someone's house at, 35 miles an hour and trying to throw something into the mailbox, you know, you're going to, you are <laughs> going to miss most of the time. Um, but every once in a while, the prospect's going to go check the mailbox and see something good. In there and there. say, that's pretty good. And they're going to associate that with your car. And then if you're good and if you do it long enough, you're going to drive by, throw something in the mailbox. The prospect's not even going to check the mailbox, but they're going to recognize your car and associate mm-hmm. your car with good stuff. You know, I mean, so if you can make yourself the proverbial, ice cream truck of, <laughs> of the sales world. That's a, that's a very powerful thing.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. You should bring this up because uh, we literally just had a, a meeting with our marketing team at Badger, um, last week. And, and this, this exact topic came up kind of the, the, the idea of how can we leverage like LinkedIn better? Mm-hmm. And, and the thought was, well, we can create one of these customized lists, which, the, I, I forget what LinkedIn's premium product is called now. Now I think it's Sales Navigator. Their Sales mm-hmm. Navigator product. So we're you can create like tar- targeted lists in that of all your customers and the people that are you know the key key decision makers at your customer that you can basically follow. And yeah. anytime they with that customized list, you can look at it and then when they, whenever they do anything or post anything, it shows up almost in that news feed. And yep. so we're thinking, oh, we could just go through and like all this stuff and look look at it for 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 different things that are going on you know in in news information in general and we have you know there's thousands of people that we we can't keep track of all of them by hand but we thought that might be a nice way of like kind of figuring out who who's out there and what are these companies doing and what what's what are the what's the news with news with them basically yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think the, the advantage for those that most successfully
0: leverage social to build relationships and, and manage their territory, especially in a field sales environment, are those that are doing exactly what you said, but they're doing it every day, yeah. right? I mean, you know, the, the key to building trust in general is to be consistent and regular about doing it. Uh, let me show you something. So, and I've developed this for myself and I, we encourage a lot of, our, um, a lot of our, our sales clients to do it as well this is my daily do list and it literally is laminated. Right. And so yeah. on this, on this laminated piece of paper, uh, are all the things that I need to be doing every day to build my business. So like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm owner of a small agency. I'm the sales guy. I don't have a sales team. Right. So, you know, on this list are things like, you know, go, you know, triage, you know, uh, content on LinkedIn, go through that list I have in sales navigator and just see what people are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Social channels will tell you when it's someone's birthday, right? So you can say happy birthday right. to people. There's one of my prospects, like I just happened to send him an email. Like what I, I've got sort of a template email I'll send, ha- saying happy birthday, and customize a couple things. Mm-hmm. And he's a pretty, I assume he's a pretty popular, well-known guy, like based on his networks. He told me I was the only person who actually emailed. That Most people just click the standard happy birthday button on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But I was the only person that t- had taken another 15 seconds to just send him a quick email. Those things stand out. Yeah. So, so your, so your comment about, you know, going through your list in sales navigator and clicking like fantastic. If you just do that once Mm -hmm. and then forget about it for another couple months, it's not going to have an impact. Laminate your list, like literally. And and this does not take me more than like 10, 15 minutes a day to fly through this Mm -hmm. because some of them take longer than others. Some take longer today than they will tomorrow, but it's the consistency and repetition of doing that. Mm -hmm. That will really separate you from others.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny. I, I, uh, I used to have a very similar list to that, that I, when I was a sales rep, I, it was in a Google doc and I would just, every day I would fly through it in the morning and, yeah. you know, just kind of get, here the thing, here are the patterns I need to go through every day. Super important. So how, how, uh, how do you identify, uh, which social platform is the right one for a given industry? Cause I'm, I'm thinking that some, you know, for social selling, it's 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 not equally effective in all industries, and in some industries, certain platforms are more powerful than others.
0: That's true, uh, and I would say you know you got to pay attention to not only what people in your industry are using, what but what you know different people at different levels of the buying committee are using. Um, you know, it, it, for a lot depending on what industry you're in. Let's say you're selling, you know, in, into B two B, and you're selling into like a tech. You have a tech product. You're selling to the tech, uh, the IT department. Well, it's possible that the CIO is maybe a Gen Xer or a baby boomer and their media consumption habits and their channel habits are going to be different than the engineers who may not be the decision makers, but maybe the implementers and the influencers of the deal. They may be using a totally different set of of channels, right? Or there may be some overlap. Maybe they both use LinkedIn, but you know, the Gen Xers are more likely to be using Twitter and the, and the millennials are more likely to be on Snapchat or more likely to be on a different channel, right? Mm-hmm. So... I think you have to. The answer is just is is in your buyer personas. It's in understanding who your customers are, what channels they tend to use, and 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 associating yourself there. Um, but it's not a one size fits all for an industry or for a company because it you know the the, the channel consumption habits come down to the individuals, and those habits are different in many cases with different generations.
1: Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense. But well, I, I guess also on, on the flip side, not just with the customer, but within an organization that is selling within the sales organization, there's managers, there's the sales team, the individual sales reps, sales trainers, sales operations people. Um, there's, 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 there's people on the marketing team that are kind of in charge of the overall message that your company is putting out to the world on social media. Right. Who, who do you think... Who do you think has the most important roles there, and and how can these different groups uh, kind of, I guess, have the have the biggest impact
0: inside the organization? Do you mean? I mean inside inside the sellers? Yeah, the sellers.
1: Yeah, it's a great question
0: because I think um, you know it's it the ownership of the communication isn't isn't necessarily tied to one person or another. Um, I, I think if you are in field sales, um, you, you cannot. You cannot count on someone outside of yourself to help you hit your number. You can't hope that marketing does their job building up your company's social channels. It will feed you enough intelligence or feed you enough insights or feed you enough leads to help you hit your number. I mean, if you've been in sales for any given any, any period of time, I mean, you know that at the end of the day, you and you alone control whether you make your number or not, right? Yeah. Oh, so I think you have to own that. I do think if, if I step back and look at the organizational opportunity, You know, I don't care who does it. It could be sales operations. It could be marketing operations. It could be a social media or marketing communication team. But a set of rules or a set of processes or like some central group that helps people create their laminated sheets or some central group that once a week says, hey, here's the eight articles you should be curating out and Mm -hmm. sharing with your audience because this makes you look smart. And this is something they're going to want to read and associate value with you. Individual field reps should not do that on their own. They shouldn't have to do that purely on their own. That should be centralized. So I think about these best practices, the habits, the checklist, the systems, the content that goes into it, that should be centralized. Mm-hmm. And what if I'm a good field rep, you know, should be able to take that, should be able to filter that up, that of, of which is most relevant to their market, to each individual customer, and then augment that with information they know alone uh, or they you know, uniquely applies to their Region to their industry to whatever their territory is. Yeah, um, but I think that companies can dramatically improve the efficacy of social selling efforts and the efficacy of their field sales team by by centralizing some of that best practice development and content sharing.
1: Okay, that's really interesting. So, uh, I guess that's that's a key piece of advice that uh, I think a lot of people that are listening to this are are field sales reps and maybe their company is doing a great job getting with with air cover from the marketing side with social media. Maybe they're not. This is one of the, I guess the key pieces of advice I would, I would look to take from from this session is if you're a sales rep and your marketing team isn't, doesn't have these types of processes in place, like feeding, feeding all the sales teams. Hey, here's, here's a piece of content you should be sharing this week, or here's four four pieces of content you should be dripping out to the people that are following you and your relationships on social media. Here's a, let let's start feeding the rep stats. They get that reminder and, and, and they have the, the best piece of content of the week to share out. Um, if, if you, if you were a rep um, and you felt like your, your company wasn't uh, providing the air cover on the social media side that, that is, would really, uh, you know, help the company and help you develop more leads. Is there a resource or something that you would recommend the rep give to the marketing team that kind of says, hey, here's how you communicate with the world via social media to uh, to, to 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 effectively generate leads? Yeah. I mean, you could just do it the way I do
0: it, right? So, I mean, like, you know, on this list, are, you know, I'm, I'm developing my own content sources. I'm finding content through a bunch of third-party sources and then mm-hmm. redistributing it back out. So there are a handful of uh, sales and marketing blogs and newsletters that I subscribe to. Mm-hmm. That I will go and read or scan through and find the articles, find the the, the, the content that I think is most interesting to our audience, which is mm-hmm. mostly, you know, B two B sales and marketing leaders. And then we curate that into our content. We curate that across our social channels. We curate it into a weekly uh, blog post every Saturday morning called B two B Reads. That just is a summary of some of the best outside mm-hmm. sales and marketing content we found during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's just part of our habits, that's part of my habits, right, of putting that content into my social channels, looking at I've got a number of filters set up that will send me an email alert when someone in my pipeline or someone in our our named account list or someone in my first degree network is mentioned in the news or quoted in an article or their company is recognized somewhere. So those are all triggers for me to engage and most of that content is coming from various social channels as well. So you know, I think you can you can set up these systems for yourself as a field rep. Um, you know, you want to get it to the point where you know this is a small percentage of your time, so you're not spending half your day doing this. Mm-hmm. But I've found that over time, the contribution to my pipeline from my 10 to 15 minutes a day is more than worth it. Uh, and and there's a there's a replacement cost to you know in my case having to go out and hire a sales team. In my case, to, replacement cost to having a going and doing you know, buying leads and buying marketing to have to do demand gen for us. Right. And so if you're a rep, you know, you can, I actually think that making an investment in social engagement and, and an investment in content curation through your channels, the, the replacement cost is how many more phone sales, you know, cold calls do you want to make? Right. Like how many, you know, how many more cold outreaches do you want to make? Versus using social to get warm referrals, using social to get warm introductions, using social and content as a way of of getting prospects to know who you are, to recognize your car as you drive by before they even stop you someday and say, wait a minute, I like your content. Tell me what you do.
1: Well, fantastic, man. Um, I'd love to do a couple uh, sales in sixty seconds questions, which means we—it's uh, a section of the show where we 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 rapid fire ask you questions, and you you get to you get about you know sixty seconds to to answer the question. All right, I'm going to time myself. Bring it. All right. So first, how do you know which social media platforms to use?
0: Uh, listen to your customers. You know, if your customers are using it, you should probably figure it out. If it's a channel that seems to be hot amongst everyone else, but your customers aren't on it, you don't have to worry about it. Just
1: follow your customers and that's usually the best answer. Got it. That makes sense. Um, Is it better to focus on a few or to use a few social media platforms or to use several of them?
0: Yeah. There's no one size fits all answer, but I think fewer is better. You know, I think, you know, if you identify a couple that are particularly valuable to your customers and if you can really invest in growth there and engagement there, I think that stands out better. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, you know, frequency and value of content in a few channels, uh, tends to be, tends to reflect better in the market and make you look better than spreading yourself too thin across multiple channels that you can't really commit to long term without way too many resources.
1: All right, and uh, should salespeople have separate accounts besides their personal ones to use that they use just for their sales, just for work?
0: No, and and that's this is this is a hard one. This is a controversial one, right? Because I think a lot of sales reps don't necessarily you know want to associate those two things together. I, I think that you know if you're using LinkedIn and Twitter, it's a lot easier to make those be a business and a personal channel. If you're using Facebook, that's a lot harder to separate. Um, but you know, I think that if you are a sales rep you in part are selling you, you know, you are selling yourself, you're selling your personality. And so I think, you know, figuring out the right balance between personal and professional uh, tends to be the right approach.
1: What type of uh, what type of content, in your opinion, gets the most engagement? Uh, Non-work related content. You know, I, I think, um, you know, I,
0: I tell you what, I mean, so like when I, when I, when I tweet about, uh, you know, stuff outside of work, I tend to get way more engagement. So like, you know, I, I, you know, I write about and tweet about, uh, B2B sales and marketing all the time. But when you, when I tweet something about barbecue or college football or family, I get a lot more interest, right? Um, these are the things people care about, you know? So I, I think, um, you know, showing a little personality, Showing a little humanity in yourself and in your brand and your company goes a long way.
1: All right. Uh, great thought. Uh, or, I guess, uh, how many hours per week do you think a salesperson should spend on social media just to benchmark everybody here? Boy, I so... If you're doing it right, you know, and using tools that you
0: can queue up content and spread those out and then using a tool like a HootSuite or a Sprout Social, I think you can look like you're omnipresent and on or on, or on a regular basis and do it in 10 to 15 minutes a day. Okay. Um, you know, you can, I mean, we all know you can go down the rabbit hole and spend hours reading and you right. can, I mean, and and I can I can justify spending an hour on LinkedIn, just looking at people's stuff and finding new things to engage on and new things to like. Uh, Mm -hmm. but there's a point of diminishing returns. I think if you're focused and disciplined on the right people in the
1: right places, 10 to 15 minutes a day should be able to do it. Okay, great. Uh, What's the biggest mistake you see people making on social media for sales? Um, uh,
0: I think it's assuming that it's a sales channel. Yeah. Assuming that you are going to be able to use social as a way to actually get into an active buying conversation. I mean, so social rarely works as a means of trying to get someone into a demo and trying to get someone to close. Mm -hmm. So calling it social selling probably is a misnomer. I think uh, understanding that social is a means of building, building credibility. Of maintaining a relationship of, of nurturing your prospects and building trust and rapport, I think you know social marketing social nurturing far more appropriate and more effective use of the channel
1: yeah that 's social nurturing and social mm-hmm. marketing equals social selling that's that 's a takeaway right there i 'll tell there you go <laughs> um, what What is the biggest uh, measurable success you 've seen from someone implementing social selling in their sales process?
0: Uh, a pipeline impact for sure. I mean, like even though, even though social selling, I don't think is a direct selling tool. Uh, it shouldn't be used as a direct selling tool. Uh, I, I've seen, I mean, I've seen this in my own business and I've seen others be able to directly correlate engagement they have with prospects on social and those prospects and their companies getting into and through the pipeline. Uh, so in, in, you know, e- e- even inadvertently, we've seen both those that are actively doing it and those that are not doing it in certain companies that we can measure their pipeline, size of pipeline, health of pipeline, conversion of pipeline, even sales cycle length shortens when you're leveraging
1: social selling
0: uh, tactics uh, and you're leveraging the social channels and the content therein more appropriately.
1: So what can an outside salesperson do right now to get started with integrating social selling into their work processes? What would you recommend?
0: you know i would start with an inventory of your target customers uh you know you you can spend forever out on your channel and throwing up content and just you know clicking and liking uh randomly and in an undisciplined way uh if you are a field sales rep if you have a territory start building a list of the companies you're selling to the people in those companies you want to build relationships and start engaging with them. You know, you literally go build a target list on Twitter of the people in your target accounts that you want to engage with. Make it a private list so none of your competitors can see it. But then put that put that private list into a column in Hootsuite and just start looking at it every day. And you will every day get a stream of the things your target accounts are thinking about. Click it, like it, retweet it, engage with it. That is a place to start because that is a very focused way of engaging with and learning from and listening to the very people you want to sell to.
1: Okay. That makes a ton of sense. And, and if you were to give a field salesperson managing a territory out there, one piece of advice on, on social media, if you could get them to do one thing, what would that one thing be?
0: Listen, just listen to the right people. You know, your, your ability to be in the room with your prospects is finite. Your ability to spend time on, your pro- on the phone with your prospects is finite. Your ability to listen to your prospects talk and chatter on social is 24-7. You you are basically you are a fly on the wall. You are a camera in the room listening to your prospects. If you leverage social media as a way to listen to your prospect more actively, Um, you know, and and, every once in a while, I'll get a will get a sales rep say, well, 98% of what prospects are talking about has nothing to do with what I'm trying to sell. And I say, that is the point. You get to know what those people care about. You get to know what their priorities are today. You get to know that they're excited about the college football game tonight. Like those are the for good sales reps that, that, that know how to build relationships, that ins, those insights are gold. So, yeah, the number one tip for to get started just listen
1: and use your instincts, use your skills, use your expertise to turn that into engagement. All right. Well, Matt, I'm going to try to summarize what we've learned today just so everyone can kind of bring it fresh in their mind. And because a, a lot of our drivers or are, uh, are, are listeners are driving around out in the field while they listen to this, so they're, they're not taking notes with their hands. Um, on there, <laughs> so we have, to, we have to try to make it stick by repetition. So, uh, well, the, the things that, that I've been taking notes to hear that we've learned today, I said, uh, social media channels are a game changer for salespeople as they give us an opportunity to listen to our prospects and engage with them. Mm-hmm. Social selling is not so much about selling, but about building relationships, trust and rapport with the prospect. Um, the the key to be successful in using social media is to be consistent and and be on it every day, even if it's just ten minutes. That's that's that can make all the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to understand your buyer and be active on their most popular social media platforms in order to engage with them effectively. Um, another thing was a uh, key takeaway you, is that centralizing your social media efforts within your company is a key to leveraging. These tools and to be more successful on the outbound side, so kind of centralizing with the uh, the marketing team, for example, having having one person feed all the salespeople. Here's a great thing to share over social um, with with uh, with all your prospects, and having them figure out what the do the research and legwork on uh, on on what's the best place in the first place to uh, to be to be going after. Um, social selling is social nurturing and social marketing. Those, those would be better names for it. Um, so there you go. So I mean, for people that are out there listening, you you can get started by building a target list of people that you want to sell to whether it's through Twitter or LinkedIn or, or Facebook, depending on what kind of B2B business you're in and, and, you know, get started building those relationships and listening. Um, and that, that, uh, by listening on, listening to your prospects on these platforms, that's the number one takeaway. I think you you can really turn that into knowledge and engagement about those prospects. It's a good list. There we go. This is, I mean, you you really broke this stuff down really cleanly. I mean, so <laughs> I, I guess Matt, where where can our listeners reach, uh, read more about your work, and reach out to you?
0: Yeah, so I appreciate that. You can just find us at HeinzMarketing.com, H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. We do write quite a bit about, uh, you know, field sales, uh, sales enablement, social selling. I uh, wrote a book called Successful Social Selling. You can get a free copy on our on our site. You can download it there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we're on Twitter at, at HeinzMarketing. Uh, and then I'm just Matt, M-A-T-T, at HeinzMarketing.com. So, yeah, take advantage. We've got a ton of content on our site. Come get it. It's all for free. And, uh, yeah, I would love to
1: hear anybody's particular challenge and happy to help. Fantastic. Well, we'll, we'll put that in the notes of the, uh, of the podcast here. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, Matt. This has been a fantastic session. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Have a great one. You too.